Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mando After Show. Missed uh, last week's show because, you know, blame COVID. I work in the hospital, couldn't make it. I'm back, of course, as promised, for the season, finally, of, uh, well, season two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> brain fart right there. It was so Quite good. The fucking dramatic pause. No, it's not, it's not. It's not a brain fart, dude. It's not even a brain fart. It's just I was thinking about the episode while I was doing that. I was like, <laughs> I feel like an X-wing just fucking flew into the bay. Everybody's yeah. silent. Nobody knows what's going on. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we are joined tonight by Dan Chase from the Cut to the Chase podcast. What's up, man? I will say this about you, uh, Will. You've come a long way since episode one when you were having other people do your fucking intros. So, bravo, sir. <laughs> why, why don't you take over for the rest of it? No, I'm just kidding. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> and we have uh, Johnny, a.k.a. Pander, back in the house again with us. Pandering. Yeah. Okay, so my dudes... I'm gonna start. I'm gonna let Dan flow on where. Where do you stand with Star Wars? I'm a since the listeners don't know who Dan is, like start, maybe you know who he is from the Cut to Chase podcast. But where he stand uh, yes. among all the Star Wars goodness <laughs> really <laughs> around us? Uh, go ahead, Dan. Wow, uh, you know, man, I grew up with Star Wars. I kind of found it. In my own way, um, you know, the original trilogy, obviously, we're talking about. Special I remember, edition? Yes. Special, special edition. Oh. <laughs> the, the fucking VHSs, the, the whole nine. and uh, the, the gold box. Yes. The, the gold box. <laughs> that motherfucker was shining. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and, and I just loved it, man, as a kid. I just absolutely loved it. Um, much like a lot of people... I've kind of warmed up to the prequels in a sense. Um, and, you know, over the years, it's kind of dwindled. Obviously, when the new movies came out, it was slightly reinvigorated. But, you know, I don't want to tip my hat as to how much I love this show, uh, The Mandalorian. But it gives me so much hope for the future of Star Wars. You know, even with the last movies... I almost feel like watching The Mandalorian, it just puts it to shame. I think about those characters in those movies, and and I just don't relate to them like I do with these. And, you know, all the callbacks to, obviously, you know, all the previous movies, everything that they do is just near perfection, if not perfect. And uh, I'm just so happy to be alive right now and be a Star Wars fan because I honestly, truly believe that it's better than ever, and it's only going to get better from here. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Yep. I agree with that, too. Uh, So welcome to the show, man. I mean, uh, it's an honor to have you on. I mean, I I wasn't even aware for, like, Maybe, like, I've been talking for, like, maybe what, well, I've known you from the podcast for maybe, like, two years or so. Right. Uh, I never knew uh, you were a Star Wars fan, so. 
Yeah. And you reached you know, out to me. You were like, ah, dude, can, can, can I get on this show? I'm like, dude, let's do the <laughs> season finally, dude. Yeah, it just it, it seems it seems stupid not to, man. You know, it's just the show is so perfect and you know, like I alluded to earlier, I grew up a Star Wars fan. Like my favorite fucking toy was the slave one, you know, the one with the fucking handle on it, you know? And and nice. when I when when I grew up and you know and and I'm flying around with fucking Boba Fett, you know, when Boba Fett fucking is alluded to, you know, what is it at the end of the first season, right? Um, uh, going into the second season, everything we got with that character, holy fucking shit! Because, you know, yeah, it's hard on material, dude. I mean, yeah, it is, man. And and I and I also say this too, man. It's like I was one of those that that did get into the fucking Legends books. Uh, I did, you know follow the fucking skywalker twins and and all that kind of stuff and i always dark empire and shit like that yes all oh, that shit. shit dude yes i didn't check them all out but i was i was pretty up on them i was pretty up on them and i would always imagine these stories that take place after jedi you know where did all these characters go um and, and just all this you know imagining as to you know what happens with some of my fucking favorite characters? You know, yeah, but what, all that, all that stuff don't matter now. I mean, because uh, Luke is a depressed, sad motherfucker. <laughs> what? I, I, no, I would say was. Yes. Until last night. Oh, that's sweet, sweet retcon. Yeah, I feel like they made up for The Last Jedi with this one, guys. <laughs> yeah. You know? I Not mean... Like like, this is the Luke that we know. It's the <laughs> Luke that I wanted, man. Let's not... Let's <laughs> not have me, like, crying right away. Let's <laughs> wait a little. So, uh, like, like I, I told you, Dan, welcome aboard. Uh, yes. we punch it. Who's gonna give a synopsis? Dan, do you feel comfortable doing doing a synopsis? I can do it too. Uh, you should probably do it since I don't have anything right in front of me to read. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> uh, well, I read my own mind. <laughs> that's that's what I usually do. Uh, <laughs> so the episode opens up. Um, we're about aboard the fucking slave one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We're aboard the Slave One. Uh, we land on... Um, no, right before that, though, uh, they have, like, a little chit-chat on, like, what's... What are... How they are going to do it and shit. And they land this uh, that planet, and they... <clears throat> they... But... Hey, what? Where the hell was... I just realized where the hell was fucking Bill Burr? He's <laughs> he's living on the the planet. He died in that blast, remember? Yes, he died. <laughs> remember? <laughs> no, I was just kidding. Space I, I wanted more of him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and and I'll say this about about uh, Bill Burr and that whole episode. You know, 
he was definitely a presence, and I was very proud, obviously, being from Boston to see one of my favorites, fucking Bill Burr, you know, in the Star Wars universe, yes. But You got a fat head, Johnny, dude. Yes, I love Bill Burr. Yes! Um, But, yeah, go ahead. I was just saying, that's my dude. Go go ahead. dude. That fucking Philly rant that he has is so fucking... Yeah. You want fucking Bridgetown... Um, what's <laughs> your fucking Rocky? <laughs> I'm doing my time. Yeah, it's epic. He's he's amazing, and uh, you know, to to do what they did with that episode with fucking Richard Brake in there, and and Bill Burr doing his thing, and that was such an intense episode, but such a dope ass episode. I, I realized that wow, this is a fucking really fun show. It can really dig deep. And, and, you know, explore other characters that we have no prior knowledge of and, and really follow them and, you know, build a universe, you know, obviously within the Star Wars universe, but follow their stories and truly care about these people, right? So, yeah. obviously, you add in fucking Boba Fett in the mix, too, and everybody starts fucking going crazy. And that, for me... um, That was such a big moment because I was like, wow, this is it was the beginning of of me realizing that Star Wars is in good hands, meaning they know exactly where they're taking it. They're going to mix the old in with the new and and continue on in the future in a big fucking bad way. So when I started seeing stuff like that and the fan service was so well done, it was so beautifully crafted you know the way these characters fucking enter like i said we were talking before we recorded that whole fucking week everybody leading up to that episode was like who the fuck's gonna be the jedi like the jedi like okay so he's bringing grogu to the rock like who's gonna be the jedi and instead what did we get we got a fucking swerve and we got boba fett holy shit like okay like everybody wants the jedi but i i don't mind waiting like oh I absolutely dude i don't know about you but did you jerk off to your old kenner figure of the empire strikes back to the boba fett one i did dude <laughs> pump jizz all inside of it it was just oozing out it was oozing out I, it was a fucking proton cannon or whatever the fuck ion cannon uh, <laughs> no, and and it was just. Oh, you so, mean that that uh, you mean the uh, the. Uh, that's exactly what I meant. That that and that's the sound. The I in charges. Yes, thank you. <laughs> nice reference. That's a deep cut. No, so when they did that though, I was like, okay, so obviously we're gonna have to wait. But then, you know, they they did something before that obviously, with Rosario Dawson and started including, obviously, all the Rebels stuff. Um, Obviously, all the Clone Wars stuff. And that is a different, in a lot of the times, a different group of Star Wars fans. Like, you don't generally get fans that, that are all across the board. I know you guys are. I certainly am as well. But for them to slowly start fucking combining all these characters some we've never seen in a live action form and all of a sudden these motherfuckers are flying around in jetpacks and fucking coming up on the sides and just murking a bunch of stormtroopers and shit like that like that is some of the coolest fucking shit ever and you know 
like we said earlier, with Ahsoka's story running concurrent with it, and she's getting her own show, there's definitely so much fucking potential for crossover with that, and it's just so fucking exciting. But I gotta be honest with you, like, everything fucking changed in that last 15, 20 minutes. Oh, absolutely, my dude. We'll get back to it, but... I want to get to it now, Will. Oh, back to the synopsis, (laughs) my dude. (laughs) Back to the synopsis. Uh, they land on this planet. They um, are looking for Bo-Katan. Um, they enter a cantina of some sort. Uh, Boba ain't well. Well, the Bo-Katan ain't having it at all. Boba uh, neither. And uh, I can't remember her. I wrote it on the paper, but uh, the 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 Mandalore, the the she Mandalorian that is with um, Bo-Katan uh, the is the Mandalorian. Like, yeah. Hey, Will, can I tell a quick story about that? Uh, afterward. No, no. <laughs> hey, oh, oh, let me it, just it, finish this. Let me just finish this. This. Well, this you the, the T- Do your fucking synopsis. <laughs> so yeah, so Boba ain't having it. They aren't having it. And and again, <laughs> Mando comes in calm as a motherfucker. I would be arms and legs up in the air if they, they, they had my child. But he calm calmly <laughs> walks in. They got the child. This is the worst side offices ever. <laughs> I don't give a flying fuck what you think. So, yeah. So, they end bars. That's the on... funny thing, though. The fact that he can just go in somewhere and just say, they have the child. And right. everyone's like, "What? when do we leave? Right. Real shit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, dude. Okay. What did you... Th- uh, di- what... Pausing the synopsis for a minute, what did y'all think about that whole altercation between the true Mandalorians and Boba Fett? I just I want to point out one thing. If that isn't the Quacta calling the stifling slimy, <laughs> I'm loving these expressions we get. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. I, I love that confrontation. I mean, it... It makes I mean, sense. Yeah, it does. And I mean, the fact that, you know, she, like, actively calls out the fact that, you know... Um, He's a clone. Yeah. Right but, right. but the thing is, you know, Boba's different than the other clones. You know, he's not genetically modified or anything, so he's like a true clone, if you will. Right. So you can't really put him in the same class... Yeah, and one thing I, I was so, so fucking glad is that he he basically stood up on his own with a, a, a normal Mandalorian. When oh, yeah? When he was fighting, like, it ends up with the, both uh, reaches out with their arms extended with the flamethrower and shit. Like, he, yeah. he was still in control, dude. They have yeah. the same techniques, and he uses them just as good as, yep. like, a born Mandalorian. Do you guys, do you guys ever think we'll see him, that, that scene of him getting out of the Sarlacc pit? 
Oh, we will. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Right. Mm, I'm not. It's a ninety-five percent guaranteed. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I thought I, uh, you had me on the edge of my seat. Then, Will. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure we'll see it for sure. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing though. It's like you know, leading up to this, there was definitely like, okay, you know, we we give ourselves to you, like take you know, take us where you will, Dave Filoni and Joe Favreau, whoever the fuck's directing uh, the episodes, and you know, it pays <laughs> off. But with this episode, I think that there is no doubt in anybody's mind. That we're not only going to see stuff like that, we're not only going to get like the ultimate fucking fan service shit, but at the same time, it's going to propel the story, you know, into the future and tell new fucking Absol- stories. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely, I agree. I that's agree, hundred percent. I mean, it's called it's called the Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett can be what came before the Mandalorian to right. what's happening right. totally. now. Yeah. So right, exactly, right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Absolutely makes sense for sure, for sure. So yeah, so they they all jump uh, back to the synopsis. They all board the slave one again. Slave one is fucking jerking jerk off material for me. <laughs> the sound that it makes and shit, dude. I just love it. Um, again, Bobo with his fucking so pristine. It's so fucking clean. His armor, dude. It's like I love it. Yeah, it's so it. chromed out. Ah, oh, dude, it's like a matte finish, like a. It's oh, awesome! It's I so cool. It. So cool, right? It is. Definitely. And they, they, uh, well, were uh, while they were on the planet, they basically Bova is the plan is to create diversion to get to Muff Gideon, um, space cruiser. So they basically embark the uh, an imperial ship and so when they get to where he is uh boba fett can you know shoot at it without destroying it and they can communicate with the uh empire um uh, well quote-unquote star destroyer uh so they they can enter like we need assistance we need to land and shit so boba is doing just that, you know, shooting at it without, you know, destroying it. They crash landed it. Uh, Moff Gideon's like, deploy TIE fighters, so he does. Like, I think there's two or three of them. <laughs> the minute they crash in, Boba's like, <laughs> they they get fucking right. Like, <laughs> TIE fighters no more. And he they jumps into hyperspace. By the way, I love that launch of the Tie Fighters. That's that sequence where it's fucking being. You even see, out of you it. get to see the fucking uh, Tie pilot in it yes. too. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was dope. That was dope as fuck. I, I just loved it. The guy's like, "Go back, go back!" Like, yeah, right. like they're coming in. There's no. <laughs> but yeah. one thing I forgot to mention though is that they. You know where they they got this uh, imperial ship? They I skip I I kind of skipped it because I mean it's the opening scene. Yeah, it's the opening scene, but you know it's like 
it was just you know just to make it longer i think it doesn't bring anything to it when you think about well, it i mean because there there were some imperial ships you actually see imperial ships when they land i i think this speaks to the better parts of the show as well but um there are parts of these shows where it kind of feels like a fucking video game like we gotta get to this planet, but we gotta help this group of people destroy yeah, this group of people. Oh, so, yeah, so, but but here's the thing: I think it does speak to it because it's so rich in all those things, Star Wars, and they've created these characters that everybody loves now. So it's a fucking slam dunk, you know. It doesn't really matter because it it really does start to play out like there's a bigger narrative too. It's not just you know I planet hopping. I think it does matter because, um, you know, I was speaking about that whole, you know, vessel uh, being boarded up, the Empire vessel being boarded up by, you know, yep. Boba and the, the, the crew, because I think there's more to it. And what's important, um, I'm going to get right back at you with it, but basically where they had where they get the uh, Empire, um, you know, vessel. They board the ship. You have the uh, cloner, Camino One. It's confirmed that he's Camino One, not Camino One cloner. It's like he's got the patch on his shoulder, like it's super. And but again, that's where they get it. Okay, we don't Mm -hmm. see this dude afterward. Yeah, you know this dude is like you know arguing with um. With Carol, like, oh, and she's like, oh, witch, dead star, and that was awesome. <laughs> because, like, <laughs> yeah. that was right. fucking cool. But the fact is, and I think it's going to play into it really for the next season. That's why I don't want to really right. talk about it. Uh, I think this scene was not really there for, uh, you know, the fact that we, we actually have a vessel to, you know, infiltrate the Empire. I think there's way more to it. So I'm going to be coming right back um, at it, like, in a minute. So, <laughs> yeah, so Boba just flies out back to the synopsis, flies out hyperspace, the shit out of it. <laughs> Uh, we got Carrie Dune, the whole team with Bo Katan and shit, just fucking melting Stormtrooper all around. I mean, Stormtrooper were even a threat to begin with, even DOT, mm-hmm. so it's the same. Didn't change. <laughs> and then we have Moff Gideon telling us, activate the Dark Troopers. Dark Troopers, I was kind of disappointed in a way, though. Because the Dark Troopers, <laughs> the Phase 3 Dark Troopers are supposed to be, you know, humans in a suit. I was right. expecting Moff Gideon to jump in a suit and, you know... No, know. apparently the, the new Dark Trooper, you know, the new Phase 3 Dark Troopers are droids, basically. Basically, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's still cool, but... Again, more more... More, there's more to it, I think. It so, was like they had. I think Sorry. they went that route to make it less brutal. If there was people in the suits, it'd be pretty. Uh, right. That last scene, been yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crushed. Yeah. Was crushed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So yeah, so they 
basically infiltrate the 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 base and shit. Uh, Mando uh, comes maybe I I guess it's like five minutes afterward. Like once the whole crew is like out, it was part of their plans. Mando yeah. comes walking down slowly of the vessel and you know just making his way, searching for the child. Uh, he comes. Um, uh, well, he faces off with um, like maybe what like five, six stormtroopers, disposed easy as fuck as always. always. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, no, 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 because he he sees that the the dark troopers were activated and shit. Right. So he's trying right. to like close the door like super quick and shit, but one manages to get out. And That's he gets a dope fucking helmet like punch through the fucking wall. And I love right. the fact that no damage to the helmet, but the wall right. is buckling. But the wall behind it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sure he yeah. just says just how strong Beskar is right there. <laughs> There's like and a it, head it's fucking awesome, to... dude. Oh, right. yeah. The first like, thing, was... Way to display how fucking powerful Beskar is. Yeah. Also, way to display fucking how powerful Luke is later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Through that. just yeah. marking them all. <laughs> so he's like really having like a hard time with it. He gets thrown around and shit. Basically, stabs the dark trooper uh, with the um, with the Beskar staff. Yep. And it's it after was everything else hasn't worked. Yeah, lasers, right. fire, the little things on his arm, whatever they're called. Yeah, right. dude. But Fire. it was fucking amazing to see how it's a powerful weapon, dude. Oh, it's yeah. not... It's not, And it's so foreshadowing to what's gonna come next, too, you know? Yeah. Because it's fucking powerful, dude. It's like he stabs him one shot, like, done. Yeah. Done with you. Goes... <laughs> Further away, another room. While he do just that, uh, the crew gets to the bridge. Uh, basically, no one survives the bridge. <laughs> everyone get everyone gets fucking never, killed on the bridge. There's never yeah. fucking guardrails on these things. They have the most dangerous catwalks and guardrails and shit. Like they really <laughs> just don't give a fuck. Yeah. that really is true. You look down and it's just fucking space. Like you fall off that thing, you're just you're just out there. Like, yep. <laughs> uh, I just love. I, I just gotta I say gotta... one thing. I gotta say, I love the scene. They're they're fighting along the catwalk. There's like the like I guess a deflector dish or whatever, de- deflector shield. I guess keeping all the oxygen in. But apparently, if you throw a person at a deflector shield, he just goes right through it. <laughs> and just falls into space. I thought yeah, that was but, kind of funny. Yeah, but you know that—that that was my next point because the the stormtrooper armor is mm-hmm. um it's explained in uh, one of the most recent book I read. I, I I don't remember what it was, but uh, if there's like a failure in your armor, mm-hmm. you know, because because it's like um it's like um. How do you say it? Like, uh, like astronaut, like um, a spacesuit. Yeah, but uh, like pressurized. Hmm. Pressurized. 
Yeah, pressurized. If okay. there's a hole in it, yeah, you go. Oh, if you'll get past the deflector shield. Ah, <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> so yeah, so everyone on the bridge is dead. They op- uh Mando gets to the the actual room where Baby Yoda is. Baby Yoda, aka Grogu, aka King G. Yep. <laughs> and he comes face to face with with uh, Moff Gideon. He's got the dark saber right on top of Grogu's head. Like, lay down your weapon, push it over. Mando does it. Throw the weapon. It's for the child. Throws the weapon. Just give me the child. And, you know, it's all good. Just give me the child. He's like, of course I'm going to give you the child. I already got what I wanted from it. His blood, obviously. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, cool, cool. That that thing, well, well you know, it's, it's going to be cool. My, my dude is like, chill, chill, you know? My it makes, it makes you wonder. Shit. makes you wonder if that had actually played out. How, how I was sure it, I wasn't expecting the the moth to to go on with his um, yeah fucking dark saber because he's like they're after the dark saber and shit like that and he's like keep the dark saber give me the child yeah. <laughs> right he's like I don't I'm give a fuck about that Gus yeah, I'm glad yeah. it wasn't just yeah. me because I 100 percent believe that for a second and then I was like why am I so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I w- I w- honestly, I did believe it too. I yeah. was sure he was gonna jump like an escape pod in an escape pod or some some sort of Tie Fighter or you know. I was sure that was it, uh, but no. Pulls up like his <laughs> again. His fucking dark saber tries to slash fucking Mando and shit like that. Doesn't turn out so good for him because next time we see him, he's handcuffed and Mando's got the <laughs> dark saber. Yep. How badass was it to see Mando with the dark saber? I mean, that was he knows awesome. how to work with. Yeah, he's over in Martell. He did all his own stunts on uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I was just waiting for this. Yeah. And I mean, hell, let's be honest though. Um, he couldn't care less about the dark saber, right? No, I don't which, think so. Which, too. which makes it really kind of awesome, the fact that the the person who has it is the person that doesn't want it. Right. So maybe it's the right person to have it. Right. Well, Ed- but but uh, one second, Dad. I gotta tell you something. They end up on the um the the bridge of the ship. Mm-hmm. And after Mando defeated the first Dark Trooper, he basically, like, sucked the rest of him in outer space. Yep. So uh, everyone's like, okay, all is good, all is safe. No. Like, man, <laughs> we, got, yeah, we got, like, 20, like, 
20, I guess it's like dot on the screen, like 20 dots coming at our ship. <laughs> yep. Okay, how, how many like humans and shit? Like, no, no humans, no. So it's basically the Dark Troopers. Right. Yeah. Dark Troopers lands, and Buff Gideon's like, you had a problem with one. Imagine uh, a whole battalion of them. And shit. I was like, oh, god damn, yeah. dude, they are so fucking screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like forgot about like that whole Jedi like calling shit going on for for a while. I was like, oh no, that's too intense. That's like so in the moment and shit. Like you're so sucked into it. And uh, they they closed the uh, the blast doors. If you know Star Wars, you know the blast doors are basically unpenetrable, unbreakable. On. Mm-hmm. Well, if you got a, if you're Qui Gon and you got a Jedi fucking you just lightsaber, stick it in there and wiggle it around. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, that that will do it for sure. That was so, so ineffective, though. It took him forever, and he yeah, got yeah. nowhere. So they they see like um <clears throat> on the um, well, I guess it's CCTV, but for the Empire, they see that uh, the dark troopers are coming and like. When I say dark trooper, I, I mean not four, like at least like eighteen of them. Yeah, and they got they just start fucking punching on the door and shit. That was kind and, of cool. Uh, and then, and then they stop. Out of the defied object coming toward us, mm-hmm. it's the next wing. X-wing ducks. I love. They are still uh, watching it through. Reaction though. Oh, one they X-wing. Are, we're good. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, one X-wing. We're saved. <laughs> we're all like, no, you guys are good. All of us yeah. were just like, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah, we we knew, but you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> they are still watching it through the CCTV footage. Well, you know, all we it's see is it, all we see is in black and white. Just a Jedi fucking shit up. I knew it was Luke. I knew it. I knew it down uh, down to my core. I knew it was Luke. It had to be Luke. Luke eventually makes his way to where our heroes are. After slaughtering um, every dark trooper. Yeah, and we get a fucking, again, jerking off material like an always seen like Vader had, but with Luke and all his finesse, and he uses like moves that Anakin used in um, Star Wars Episode Two and shit like that. It's so, mm. so good, so good, dude. <laughs> Basically, fucks every fucking Dark Troopers up. Last yeah. one, especially. Oh, <laughs> Force crushes. <laughs> I love that. Mendo's that was like, so unnecessary. Like he didn't have to do that. He was just like, "I'm gonna see if this works on these new fucking things." <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, like he, he he's sitting there holding his lightsaber like two feet away from him. Like, I, then, could, I could slash you. Right? They see that he's waiting at the door, and Mendo's like, "Open it, open it." Like, he all <laughs> while this whole thing played out, while Luke was, you know. 
finding those dark troopers, Grogu was like kind of reaching out, I guess, by touching the screen and shit. He knew, he knew a Jedi was around, you know. He sensed it for sure. Oh yeah. Oh. So Mando's like, open the door, open the door. Doors open. Cloak off. It's Luke. It's fucking Luke Skywalker. My dude, it's fucking Luke. And the real Luke. The real Luke. It's yeah. it's de-aged Mark Hamill. It's awesome. It's <laughs> it's Luke Skywalker. It's fucking Luke Skywalker, dude. Anyway, let me let me. Uh, I'm just I'm picturing that scene in my head. I'm like, this is fucking Luke. It's like it's just real life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then uh, Luke is like, "Come, little one." And Mendo's like, he doesn't want to go, and he's like, uh, "He's waiting for your permission." That, that, that was that was that was just kind of like one of those all. <gasps> he fucking yeah, takes dude. the ch- he he takes the child. He takes the child. <clears throat> he takes the child. He's like, uh, you know, it's time to go and shit. And baby Yoda just looks at him and taps his face like, with his. Little yeah. hand. So he, he he removes his helmet. Yep. Baby is just looking at him and he just touches his face. That, you know? that was such a nice scene. I, I loved that. And he basically said, like, <laughs> I'm. Oh, God damn. Want me to take over? Did Will just come? I I think he's I think he's genuinely like crying. <laughs> no, I feel <laughs> I'm fucking crying, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the best. No, I, hey, I feel God the exact damn. same. I will. I do. This whole scene, like he, I I I was crying he, all day at work. <laughs> he he just puts him on the floor already. Hugs the leg and that was cute. Uh, that was adorable. Uh, he goes to uh, Luke and then R two shows up. Yep. And uh, God damn, that was <laughs> I'm laughing, dude. Oh my god, dude. Now when R two showed up is when I lost it, dude. I was just like, right. oh my god, beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and Grogu it, just automatically loves R2, it seems. Yes. Right, right. Though, honestly, it, I, I still think his thought is like, can I get food out of this thing? Right? <laughs> Probably. You know, it's like, it's like, does it have cookies? Or maybe some of those those eggs that I like so much? <laughs> when they're about to break, though, on onto the bridge like that, you knew something was going to was going to come and save them, right? So Okay, when, but let's, let's finish the synopsis, though. Let's finish, I'm going to finish the synopsis. Okay. I'm so glad I came on your show, Will. Uh, give, yep. me, <laughs> give me a sec. You'll have plenty of time to, to speak. <laughs> so he grabs Grogu, 
and they they walk down the alley and shit, and they take the elevator down, and yep. it closes it, and it's it's so when you think about it, it's so like you know when when we see the the elevator opening up in episode six where it's like Luke and Vader, you know, father and son, mm-hmm. it's it's so like a call back to it. It's fucking amazing and. And then uh show closes up. Uh, we got the uh, after credit scene, but uh, if, go ahead, go ahead. After credit scene. So this is the first episode that's had an after credit scene, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So essentially, um, you got what's his name that um, Jabba the Hutt's little little bitch. Yeah. Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna is thick as fuck. He is. He's like he. I think he ate a damn. Uh, he ate Jabba, dude. I think he did. Yeah, Jabba got <laughs> dead, and he just ate him afterwards. But, oh yeah, he was phone. thick, something fierce. So essentially, someone is coming down the hall, kind of blasting everybody, all the Gamoran guards and everything. It's uh, Boba Fett's bitch. I don't know her name. Never figured it out. Followed soon after by Boba Fett, who, you know, pretty quickly slaughters everybody and takes over. So Boba Fett is now the new, like, leader of the underworld. And how badass is that? And they released Uh, the sex slave they had, because there's always a Twi'lek tied down there. I don't know what it is with Twi'leks, like... I know. It's like I think that's all that like species does. You have one Jedi and the rest are like sex slaves. <laughs> yeah. By the way, it it's Twilex. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Don't ever don't ever do that again. You had one who was a <laughs> Sith Lord. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. But that that. that was like a brief synopsis. I'm sorry, I got emotional, dude, but that shit was too much for me, dude. (laughs) It was just an awesome... an awesome exploration of the Star Wars mythos and everything without um, going too far into the fan service. A a, A good example is this, like, you know, Rise on uh, yeah, Rise of Skywalker was complete fan service. Everything in it was all these shoutbacks and everything, and people, it, it it didn't work. It was too much. This did was, I shed a tear for Rise of Skywalker? No. Yeah, you did because you're like, damn it, look what they've done to my boy. <laughs> you know, um, look how they massacred my boy. Um. <laughs> You know, essentially, this did it right. This is the way you right. do shout-outs to, to, to the older stuff without... Like, let's put it this way. This episode had Boba Fett and Luke Skywalker and R2-D2. What <laughs> the fuck? And Bib Fortuna. Yeah, but... Thick-ass Bib Fortuna. Yeah. But, and Bo-Katan. Yeah, yeah, Bo-Katan also. But still, the main focus is on Mando and Grogu. Right. 
Right. One one thing I, I maybe we can discuss is right away because I mean the since season two is over, mm-hmm. crazy how like you know character development wise like Mando even even I I would I would go as far as to say the Mando from uh, the first episode of season of season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think uh, he would have, like, actually thought of removing his helmet for, like, a minute for the child. And you see that when they are eating soup and shit. So, and you yeah. see it's like the bond is so fucking strong, man. It is. It's, well, it's, it's, it's crazy how he renounced, like, he he went really his way with, because of the child, it's... It, literally like changed him dude yeah the thing is he's more now like a real mandalorian well you know he's closer now to like what bo-katan is and everything than what the other death watch well you you know what let's do a round table who wants fucking discussion since dan you're our uh, guest go on dude go on (laughs) <laughs> about about what specifically? Anything, anything, Mandalorian, dude. What do you I, think about this episode? <clears throat> Just rant on it as uh, much as you want. We'll do roundtable. Uh, roundtable rants. Yeah. All right. So I think that this show is perfect at at really, um, you know, building. You know, it's it just it keeps building this world. It keeps expanding the Star Wars universe. Obviously, you know, it takes place what ten years after Jedi, right? I think that, so. Yeah. I think five or so, six. Yeah. Okay. It's, right. Yeah, it's five years after a Jedi. Oh, okay. So five. Okay, perfect. So you know, obviously, all the old old you know Star Wars fans are invested, but this show season one it just it just fucking had me you know i like daredevil as a show there's all these specific shows the punisher like there's so many dope ass fucking shows out there that have such a unique quality to them and this one was taking star wars head on while paving its own way Mm -hmm. um I'll say this, that while it's fun seeing Bo-Katan and it's really fucking, oh, oh, that is so dope seeing Boba Fett. And now he's fucking good. Like he's helping me. This is great. This is cool. Um, The way that they constructed that. I don't think he's good, though. I don't think he's good. I got to interrupt you one second. Uh, I don't think he's good. I think he really follows, you know. Uh, fuck what Bolkerton said. Like you're no, you know, real Mandalorian. He's a man of well, his word, you know. And I are... have a feeling. I mean, it's 2020. You got shows like Breaking Bad. You got shows with characters that are obviously both. So this sets it up perfectly. Where you know he helped him in the past to fucking save the child, and yeah, that's definitely gonna come to a head for sure. So I, I'm sure there's going to be Boba Fett sympathizers for sure, the people that love him. But, uh, you know, it's it's just one of those things where, yeah, they keep building this world around them. But here's the thing. Like, for everybody that fucking grew up with Star Wars, you know, when you really break it down, 
there's there's a lot going on in Star Wars, but when you really break it down, it was that story of fucking Luke and you know him trying to be pulled to the dark side. And I remember the feeling after Jedi, and he was such a fucking badass after that, mm-hmm. in all fucking black in that cloak when when he showed up fucking to Jabba's palace and and he just meant fucking business you know he may not have a fucking you know uh, a a real hand but shit (laughs) like (laughs) so so that that was you know i said the slave one was my favorite fucking toy as a as a as a kid my favorite action figure was fucking jedi luke fucking cloaked luke with the green lightsaber i just fucking loved it because like i said you know reading the books after all these adventures that he could have fucking went on all these things like he was the ultimate fucking good guy you know yeah. and he was so fucking powerful he was and like the savior dude and and underrated in a lot of ways you know you, when you hear star wars i feel like luke kind of just you know uh, it just falls by the wayside, so to speak. So I'll be honest with you. I, when 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 their backs were against the wall and we see the X-Wing come in, my first thought was they're going to kind of do the same thing that they did earlier in the season with, with, the, uh, with the other X-Wing pilots where they let Mando go. You know, and I thought... I, I yeah, thought the New good. Republic... Uh, yes. Yes, and I thought it was going to be one and then a bunch, and then they would have been saved, something like that or whatever. But it, there's a pause, and it's when it's when the little baby, like you said, is, is, is looking at it on the monitor too, mm-hmm. and it just fucking hit me, and I'm like, no way are they fucking about to do that. No, because it, it, it's, it's all our hopes that they're going to do something like that, but... I gotta be honest with you, so many times, over and over and over, in stuff that we love, we're just disappointed. They just don't nail it. So, my, like, to say my heart dropped when that happened, with even the possibility, most art doesn't even do that, you know? And that, that, it, I didn't even know if it was happening, but just the, the thought of it, like, can you imagine if fucking Luke just rolls up right now? And how how they constructed that, like you said, on the screens, that first shot of him fucking walking. And, and you know, we all knew it was him, obviously, but then they show it in, in real time, and it's the fucking greenest lightsaber you've ever fucking seen. It's yep. just... And we haven't seen that in a minute either, like as Star Wars fans. We haven't seen that motherfucker in a minute. And, <laughs> dude, I was just like, oh, my God. One thing I did notice, and I wanted to get you guys' opinion on, during that scene where he's rolling up and he's doing his fucking thing and he's slaying, uh, what did you think of the music? Because they didn't go typical and they didn't do the, the typical Luke theme. It was tense, I, I, yeah. I think they did. Well, the first theme played. The, the, the first theme, the force theme played when he yep. took, uh, took the clothes. Exactly. And, um, yep. The hood off. So, right. but you, you're talking before, beforewards. Yes, uh, leading up to it, it's a, it's a new piece of music, and I fucking love it. But I also think it's really clever because, you know, we're seeing things from a different perspective. 
So, you know, while we're in the Star Wars universe, I feel like that was Luke's story that we saw in those other movies. And while these things intersect, it was from Mando and everybody else's perspective. So I felt like the music, uh, you know, kind of fit the scene because even up until, like we said, he rolled right up to him. They didn't know who the fuck he was. Nobody else in the room. So it was tense. And it was like, who is this guy? You know, does he mean us harm? So... So, yeah, as that was constructed, and like you said, when he pulled off his hood, you, you know what, oddly enough, was my first thought? Because there was so much talk of this back in the day, but before he even took it off, I'm like, that looks like the Winter Soldier. That that looks like Sebastian Stan. <laughs> it was odd. It was like an odd moment, but I was like, that looks like him. But what? So, when he took that hood off, I was like, wow. I was like, they really did it. But then they continued the scene. And then they got into that emotional territory. And, you know, that to me was was everything. Because, like I said, grew up with this character. He was my fucking favorite. It was so metaphorical in terms of, you know, the passing of the torch in my eyes. You know, this new wave of Star Wars, um, you know, the, the new show, obviously, The Mandalorian. All this new stuff. It was basically saying... You know, as Luke said to him, as you said earlier, Will, he was just like, uh, he doesn't want to go with you. And he was just like, he needs your permission. It was almost, you know, it almost mirrored the fact that, yeah, no, guys, we got Star Wars. Like, we're fans. Clearly, as you just saw, like, we love this shit. Don't worry. Like, we want your permission to to carry on. And I feel like, in general, (laughs) I think star wars fans would agree that yes they it's it's safe to say that they can fucking do whatever they want from here on out because they just gave us some of the richest star wars scenes ever and i i know that there's there's that instant you know oh this just happened and and i'm really high on this moment but Mm -hmm. at this moment man this is my fucking favorite star wars moment of all time It's it's that good. It just brought back all everything in the past, and then you know it, it's almost like reconfirming and or reaffirming in a sense because you know we still love this stuff and we still watch it, and it just all combined in such a perfect scene. And I talked about building earlier and how all these things build, and just as it's 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 basically at its crescendo with Luke talking and getting you know the baby to come over to him then r2 comes in the Mm -hmm. fucking droid who started everything in star wars like this is it you're going back to the very fucking first scene and you think about how things come full circle with just you know Mm -hmm. in life in general and you know people being able to be in the position where they can deliver us great star wars material like this like it was so gratifying and it was so amazing on so many levels. And honestly, like, like I said, so many times were let down. I was blown away. I was fucking blown away. I thought it was perfect. I also like what you said too earlier, Glenn, about balancing it. I think that if it was like a whole episode of Luke, it would have been a little weird, yeah. <laughs> you know, 
give us that and that's all we need like will like you said it's like the his version of the vader scene when he came in and he's all calm and you know that scene represented vader and his rage and and we're like yeah vader's such a fucking badass but then luke comes oh, in yeah. the same you know oh just, absolutely dude that's i agree dude it's amazing man i just think that they did something beautiful here and like i said and it's it's such a well-crafted scene that by the time Art comes in, if you don't have tears in your eyes, I'm sorry, but I'm calling you out. You're not a Star Wars fan. <laughs> You're just not. I was bawling. All of us were. Like, it was, it was just a transcendent experience. It was everything from your childhood brought to screen. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely, dude. I agree with you because, I mean... When I watched it at 3 a.m., uh, I wasn't supposed to because I was working my ass off. But, uh, you know, they finally set me free earlier. <laughs> so I watched it, dude. And when Luke, like, came, well, basically came to be, like, the big reveal, dude, like, when he... What do you see? It's actually fucking loose. I, I was punching oh. my pillow, dude. Like, can you believe like, yes, actually yes. did it? Like, they just did that. Like, and and this is like a TV show. Think about what TV shows were fucking even ten years ago. Like, they're straight movies now. And like we said, these TV shows are better than the movies. At this oh yeah? yeah, isn't that crazy though? Like, this yeah. is. It's such high production. Like, you think about, like, how the game has changed. And, like, I don't even want to hear anybody's argument about, like, streaming services and, like, that whole argument. Like, this is some of the best Star Wars shit, period. I don't care if I'm watching it on fucking Disney, Fox, Hulu. I don't give a fuck. Like, that's ill. Yeah, Mm. it's good. It's good. It's as I was saying, like, in the last episode. Um, I think what... Disney are kind of learning is mm-hmm. you, you don't throw all your money and make like a big movie, you know, make a bunch of series, see what sticks, and yep. then that will give you an idea of what to do for the next movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I mean, you can't tell me that if The Mandalorian hadn't come out, if it had come out before The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. you know, right. the entire sequel trilogy would have had a very different take. Right. Yep. You know, um, I if it even, came out I don't this quality... We, I don't even think the sequel trilogy would would have been a thing. Right. I, I think I the agree. movies would have still happened, but I think they would have been a lot more rooted in the OG trilogy and the, right. and the, and the prequels. You know, they wouldn't have strayed as far as they did. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we, we would have we would have got a better product for it. I really stood up for those movies too, and like I said, like the more and more I think about it, I'm like, they didn't. No, they fucked up actually. Yeah. <laughs> like really <laughs> fucked up because like I was just trying to see things, 
you know, that I liked in it. And oh, there yeah. are there there are great moments in those movies. But I think oh, yeah. to like the lightsaber fight with 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 Ray and Kylo Ren when they're fighting all of uh, you know, uh what's it, Snoke's fucking men. And that's yeah. a dope that's a dope scene. But like mm-hmm. then you come up with this and just like everything that, that implies. Now this just gave doesn't us doesn't matter. Right. And like what did what did the fucking Rise of Skywalker give us or whatever it's called. What did they give us? They gave us fucking uh, Freddy, no explanation. Freddie Prince Jr.'s <laughs> voice. That's what we got. That's what we got. <laughs> we got Ezra's voice. We got everybody's voices. Like I was hoping to see a bunch of fucking Force Ghosts. Like give me something. Mm. They, oh, same dude. They didn't give a shit. This he just fucking came in straight swinging, literally. Yeah, like literally, and and I think that man, I I while I stuck up for those movies at the same time when you see it in the proper context, in obviously you know when when we get something like this, I almost feel like silly. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm sorry, I I retract my previous statement. That's how you do it. Yeah, well, I think the thing with the sequels is I most of us were just so happy to see Star Wars again. Right, I agree. True, yeah. Until fact, until A dropped, yeah, A, A really <laughs> shit the bed, you know. Right. But I mean, like with the Force Awakens, you know, yeah. I went and saw that and I thoroughly enjoyed it in the theater. Right, and and to this day, actually, of the the sequel trilogy, I think it is the best of the it three. Is. It but, is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's deja vu. But it's exactly yeah. Right. You know, it's essentially a soft reboot of Star Wars, of, of, <laughs> of Episode you know four, essential. Right. But you know, thinking back, like like if 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 you'd shown me the Force Awakens and the Empire Strikes Back back to back, um, there would have been no question. <laughs> I'd, I'd have been like, yeah, um, one of these things is a classic, the other's a dud. Right, right, <laughs> right. That, that's actually what, what the Mandalorian did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. Yeah. They they showed their true colors almost, but yeah, like we all realized at once that, wow, this is how good it, it can actually be, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's why I love, you know, giving it to somebody like John Favreau and having all these different directors come in because man, I think one of the best and most hopeful things as we get older is that people our age are starting to get in those positions of power at those movie studios at the, you know, and get all these gigs to where they are truly geeks and it shows they, mm-hmm. you, they're not going to tell you that like it's very clear that they love this shit and and it, they yeah. pour themselves into it and i don't know like I, I even think to uh i'm one of my it is my all-time favorite movie is uh scream scream mm-hmm. five is oh, coming nice. out yeah i'm excited as hell for scream five there you know I got to be honest with you, there is so much anticipation and, and it truly is like, you know, it's it's why me and my girl got together. I can I contributed to so many good things in my life. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for Scream Five because people are taking over that actually love it. The guy who's the guys who made Ready or Not, you know, that Scream was their favorite movie, and that's why you they know, made movies. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Like hearing stuff like that, man. Much like a Kevin Smith, like much like a Quentin Tarantino or a Robert Rodriguez, these people love it so much that. Whether you like their stuff or not, <clears throat> yoga hosers, um, whether you <laughs> yeah. like it or not, you love these people. Like, you root for them. And, oh, yeah. You, know, you see the passion. Right. It shows, dude. It's it's right there on the fucking screen. Like, we just saw yeah. it. Like, they want it just as much as we do, and they're in the position to make it happen, and they did. And that is just so fucking – it's just so amazing. Yeah, That's a great analogy, dude, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, I, yeah. Creep Five is my most anticipated, other than Halloween Kills, and yeah. fucking <laughs> beside myself. Yeah. What I need to do is get off those Screen Five pages because the theories are just fucking going. Oh, in my they're, head. they're leaking fake scripts. Just uh, I know. Well, and, and that's another thing. Yeah, and they they knew that Wes Craven used to do that back in the day, so they're even doing that for this one. Like, there's so much love there that it's contagious and that's why it's like obviously i'm hopeful that the movie's gonna be good but like deep down in my heart i know that shit's gonna be fire like i know because it's made by fucking people that love it you know mm-hmm. dedicated to west they're not gonna yeah same thing same thing with star wars i agree dude i mean dave saloni was like the right right yeah. arm of george george lucas for for like years so Right. I'm really sure you were dude. about he to understood. say he was the right arm of Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> he was the right arm of Jar Jar. He was the right arm of Jar Jar Binks too, because he actually made Jar Jar cool in the, the Clone yeah. Wars. So. Yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> but what what about you, uh, Johnny? Oh man, what the fuck can I say now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from that opening scene, I was sold. The Western, the space Western, when he walks in the cantina, much like he does in this episode, I was just fucking on board. The aesthetic was there. We had that original trilogy aesthetic. Everything looked, like, clean, but also, like, that analog style of the original trilogy. It's kind of weird, dude. It's kind of weird because I I really get what you're saying. It's like, and you take on Deja Vu again. It's it's really like... um, it's weird. It's not something you find uh, in like most movies or most franchises. Like déjà vu, but like revamped to fit the story. It's, it's right. It's kind of mm. yeah. Like it's got a it's sleek magnificent. Look, it it's, like it's, 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 it's crafting as its finest, the story wise, and it's 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 magnificent, dude. Magnificent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. I think it's. it's I think it's. It's uh, phenomenal, or like uh, Trump would say, tremendous, 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 huge, huge. It's really good. Because right. we have this fucking giant galaxy, and we're seeing more of it every episode. Right you now, right. we're seeing new planets, and like, but at the same time, giving us what we want. Right. New planets. That was yeah. one of my points for for my rant, dude. It, again, new planet. You, you know, it's not just a regular star destroyer. It's actually like a kind of like a base on its own. Like right. you know, like mm-hmm. 
it's it's super cool to see like what the uh, the empire was up to uh, after the the fall of the empire after episode six after the second dead star was blown up uh yep. to see what what the empire is all about you know it's smaller ships it's in the unknown region apparently uh it, it, i mean it's super cool like they are hiding but still they are really like it's kind of weird to say but like neo nazis like like right. neo nazis are so fucking obsessed with uh you know the the third uh right uh regime it's it's kind of the same thing in a way dude right. they they are hiding plotting their return like 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 fucking skinheads are doing and shit like that it's fucking crazy like, like they'll kill themselves before they get captured <laughs> right yeah. it's very yeah. tough yet but well, yeah, he was, that's that's well, Bob we Gideon was trying again. to kill himself, so I mean... And Carr was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why when he said, too, he wasn't going to hurt the child, and then that scene in, on the on the bay, and then he fucking grabs the gun and he tries to fucking shoot the kid. Yeah, like, yeah, and the band, though, like, duh, duh, oh, like dude. a fucking Always. defense hockey player type of, like, mm-hmm. you know, stop. <laughs> yep. But but also to the look at look at it as a as a season finale too, and you know it really does feel like the book ending of obviously the Baby Yoda story. Now, are we going to see him again? Probably yes. In, in, I'm pretty know. sure. I'm but sure. At the same, I'm time. sure. Glenn Glenn read something uh, that uh, someone on on the side of like Lucasfilm. Someone said, uh, "What did he?" Uh, they confirmed that during the sequel trilogy, mm-hmm. you know, Grogu is alive. Oh, so he wasn't slaughtered by Kylo Ren? No. no. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he exists and is still alive in at that <laughs> but point But, my dude, if I had to choose between Kylo and fucking Grogu, I mean... Yeah, <laughs> Grogu, that's a no-brainer. All day. That's a fucking no-brainer, dude. Let's be right. honest. Grogu, as he is right now, could still kick Kylo's ass. Easily. Easily. Yep. He'd just pick him up and, like, throw him across the room, and Kylo would, like, cry. Maybe since, have, we were maybe talking, since, since we were talking about R2-D2, you know, and shit like that, Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, Johnny, I think it. I told you, like, today what I thought. Yeah, it was like, in the, the group fact chat. That, yeah, the group chat. Like, um, it's like, because you said like uh, Grogu was like excited to meet like R two and shit like that. Yeah, I thought he instantly fell in love, and you were like, "Yeah, he probably already knows him." Probably on already knows him because when you think about it, Anakin right. Skywalker was at the Jedi Temple, and R two was around. So you know, and R two <laughs> seems all you know excited to see him and shit. So. It's and it's funny you know, that you, you said know that, he yeah. goes he goes he goes to R two before he even goes to Luke. Well, so. I, I think that's the whole play on the scene though, because obviously he knows he should be going with the Jedi, but he doesn't know this dude or whatever. And then R two comes in, and and you know R two was basically the fucking Grogu of the original series. You know, he was the cute little droid. You know, you don't remember like yeah. he, everybody loved R two. Now over the years, it's like then you got BB eight coming in, and I think of that oh, scene. Fuck even between, 
That's what I'm saying. I think of that <laughs> scene between them two and then this one, I think it just played to the emotion in the scene where he was he was scared and he he didn't know what to do and then R2 came in and warmed all of our hearts and Grogu's as well. But I also think too though that where do you think all of this is is really going? Are they going to how far are they going to connect it? Because I know there were some definite uh Snoke references too that they were alluding to in some past episodes uh basically to where you know he was rebuilding himself or or something like that. Um do you think they're going to start connecting things to a to a a, a large trilogy, yeah. loosely, loosely, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, it's not going to be set in stone. They're just gonna this happened. We're gonna connect it and move right. on. Right, it makes sense. Mm. It makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't expect us to like follow. Let's say. Let's. Uh, uh, Let's say it were like uh, Mando season five, mid Mando season five, were two years before uh, you know the Force Awakens. You know, I don't expect us to meet Finn. You know, it's, uh, no, it's, fuck that, fuck that. He do, he didn't earn nothing, and and that's why the Luke scene is so fucking earned, dude. It's because it's years and years in the making, and it's funny I say that because you know technically we did get old man Luke, but that's not fucking that's, that's not Luke, Luke. right? It wasn't. It really wasn't. That what we saw was, and yeah. man, in every single fucking way. It was just, listen, anybody ever (laughs) writing anything ever, just look at that and that's how you fucking do it, you know? And and I honestly do think that that, uh, balancing nostalgia and, you know, going into things with a critical mind... And Not only that, nostalgia, though, it, it's fan service in a way, but it's... It it's, is, 100%. It's, it's fan service in a way, but it, it's it's so... Well, well played. Yes. It's, it's, you know, it's laid out, you know, so, you know, it's, it's clever. It makes sense. The, the, the way those scenes unfold, too, with the music, there's something incredibly emotional about that. And you don't always achieve that. Obviously, that's what every composer and filmmaker tries to do is obviously evoke emotion in scenes like that. But with this... It works so perfectly that every shot is so well crafted with the music that I could literally just feel it all. And when you can craft something that minute and break down every single shot and keep building emotion and keep building it, and like I said, almost to a crescendo to where, like I said, where R2 comes in, forget it, dude. There's no, there's nothing better than what I just fucking saw in my eyes. Mic drop. Just, just forget it. Just, just, just whatever. Like, I honestly don't even know how they're going to fucking top that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Bring the old Vader. Right. They could, well, they, well, yeah, we know Vader's coming in the Obi-Wan series. So it's yeah. like. We're getting everything. <laughs> we are getting everything. But, you know, as a kid growing up and and having Luke Skywalker with the fucking black cloak, fucking green lightsaber Luke, that was always my favorite. So to see that happen, 
that was it was almost like a dream. Yep. Do you, do you, how do you see Mando getting back with Grogu in the near future? Uh, mm. I think it's it's going to play more into um Ahsoka's story, I'm sure. It's gonna. I think it's all gonna culminate. I know that they're making all these new shows, but I know that there there is definitely kind of like a uh, an overall Marvel like uh, universe going on. So obviously, I don't know how many of these are gonna be connected. I do feel like they are creating something well. I think that everything has been paced perfectly. That they know what they're doing on a larger and, scale. And, and dude, you know what, dude. Pace perfectly. Talk about pace yep. perfectly. Uh, mm-hmm. You know how the Jedi were like, you know, attachment feeling was a no-no, you know? Right. Luke single-handedly, like, ah, broke this barrier mm-hmm. with Vader. You know, it's my father... I still love him. There's good in him. You know, there's a certain sense of attachment and uh, belonging, I guess, to the Skywalker name. And he basically, like, broke that. And that's what I he used to bring Vader back to, you know, the light side, because uh, he was like, Father, help me, and shit like that, and Vader then took the Emperor and, quote-unquote, killed him. He just know. yeeted him off the cliff. <laughs> but you somehow, know, so, he's come back. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that movie. And, like, with Grogu, it's like, it, it, it it's so fucking... Clever, it's like you know, Ahsoka's like super fucking old school, you know, like no attachment, I can train him and shit. Luke knows that attachment can be a good thing. Mm-hmm. He he obvi- obviously knows that Grogu is attached to 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 Din to mm-hmm. the Mando. Oh yeah. Well, Luke and was a he was a human first and a Jedi second. Right. He was old when he was trained. Right. So attachments, like, it's not something you can really choose. It's just totally. a human. Yeah. I, I, I agree. And that's why I always liked Luke, because he kind of did things his own way. And he realized that, yeah, like, attachments, it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, a path to the dark side. He He's just like, fuck that. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, bitch, I'm Luke. You see this fucking, you see this black cape I got? Like, how dare you? <laughs> the swagger uh, the absolute swagger of this man <laughs> jesus yeah and, and, I and i honestly think that um the star wars universe is so fucking vast and we're gonna see a lot of characters back I, I think one of the main things in this now is seeing different characters that are going to interact with each other um, I think that'll be fun going forward because you're going to introduce a lot. You know, you talk about all the new shows being introduced, like the Bad Batch and, and all these different timelines and stuff like that. It'll be interesting 
to see if the whole Star Wars universe is like is if it starts to get oversaturated. Hopefully it doesn't, but hopefully with, with, uh, with Phil only, dude. I don't think so, right? Exactly, yeah. Like, I've seen interviews with this guy, and he's just so fucking smart, and he just gets it. So anything, like I said, anything that they do, whether I'm not, like, ecstatic about a Lando show, like, I'm still going to watch it. (laughs) As far as the guy playing... As long as he's not robosexual like he was in Solo. Right. Yeah, Yeah. that was dumb, though. You guys know who's playing playing Luke beyond the... uh, did you talk his face? Like the actual guy? No. Uh, Mark Hamill it was, early. It was uh, Max Lloyd-Jones, who I know. He has a ton of like TV credits and stuff. I know him from Scream, the TV series, as Tyler O'Neill. He's like oh, the first kill. Damn. Yeah, that was that guy. Yeah. Oh, guy, uh, oh so, so Hamill just did the voice? I guess, and they uh, just digitized his face. But that was the actual guy in the cloak that we saw. No shit, really? He's got a ton of TV credits. I haven't seen anything. But yeah, the Scream TV series, I think we've all seen. He's uh, in that first scene and kind of a red herring for a couple episodes, but it's that guy. Yeah. I think I know who you're talking about, which, by the way, Scream the TV series is fantastic, obviously, yeah. excluding season three. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I've, yep. I've still never seen season three. Oh! Dude, no, don't. Like, it's just one of those, just don't do it. It's See, is, me, uh, me neither, dude. One and two only, so. Yep, yep. I, I like the first two seasons, you know? I wish, I wish they'd continued on with it instead of going, you know, screaming the hood. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the thing is, that's that's kind of what they did. That's exactly what they did, and that's why I was laughing, because it was yeah. so hilariously accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know the thing is, like I like. Eventually, I'm gonna watch it just because I want to see the original mask back and everything. But you know, I I could really care less. Right. We're gonna get we're gonna get it next year, buddy. It's cool. Yeah. Yes, I can't wait. <laughs> okay, bye, dude. So let's close this shit up, and then uh, I don't know about y'all, but I can still. Talk some shit afterward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So. Oh, God damn, I can't believe it's the last Mando show, dude. I can't believe, dude. Oh, went so quick. It was a fucking blast. Uh, Hell yeah. I mean. I wasn't expecting like some horror folks to actually listen to it, but we we had some, you know, good comments and shit like that, good feedback, and it looks like uh, we'll be back. The Graveyard Sith podcast will be back to cover uh, yep. the Mando after show, yeah, yeah. and everything Star Wars that drops in between, I guess. So, oh yeah, don't go anywhere. Anyone we'll wants to hop? Right- Pick some Star Wars mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Plug it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the st- oh, okay, yeah, absolutely, dude. Uh, just in the meanwhile, enjoy your bl- blue milk, I guess. Just, <laughs> just you know, just... Just suck it out of some random animal. <laughs> yeah, maybe pour a little uh, 
you know, a drop or two of tequila in it and, you know, just, just chill. Just watch The Clone Wars and read, you know, the expanded universe and, you know, it's, it's, it's fucking crazy, dude. Because, I mean, it's a fucking, like, we had, we have a fucking Star Wars show, dude. I never expected to have a Star Wars show, dude, when I started this podcast. So, yeah. it's super cool. And I appreciate uh, everyone who joined um, guesting, uh, theorizing, uh, just just all around talking Star Wars with us. Uh, I want to thank you, Dan, too. Uh, for joining us tonight, it's yeah, really man, been a blast, dude. And so, this has been fun, you? man. Thank you. Like I said, I I love this show. I love what you guys are doing. So, um, I have no doubt in my mind that you guys are going to continue to kill it with whatever you guys want to record on. I know I'm going to listen to it. You guys are the shit. And thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, dude. Uh, be sure to check him out on the the Cut to the Chase podcast under the Dark Discussion Network. Same network that we're on. Um, Johnny, thank you. You've been on like what four, 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 five episodes? I missed last week with you too, which is funny because the episode Grogu's not on, we're not on. (laughs) (laughs) It fucking happened. That was pretty funny, yeah. (laughs) There's some funny conversations in the episode though, so. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So. Dude, it's been a blast. I'm going to say until next year, but we're going to do some Star Wars show in the meanwhile. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can I come As back? All... Oh, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. You know your shit. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. Yeah. And I want to see Thrawn. Yep. Ah- Ahsoka. We're going to cover Ahsoka for sure, dude. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right, so as always, may the force be with you. This is the always. way.